Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. My name is Keisha Hill and welcome to Impacting Jamaica. The VM Foundation was launched in May 2018 to positively transform the lives of Jamaicans globally in the areas of leadership and nation building, youth empowerment and health and family life. Today, the VM Foundation has impacted millions of lives, not just in Jamaica, but in the diaspora. Joining us today is Samantha Charles. She's the Chief Executive Officer at the VM Foundation. And Ms. Charles, thank you for joining us on Impacting Jamaica. And thank you too, Keisha. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, what are the objectives mission and core values of the VM Foundation and how important is it for these objectives to be met in the sphere of the Jamaican landscape? Okay, Keisha, thank you. Thank you so much for that question. Um, it's quite a bit to unfold, so let me take you through and answer you accordingly. Um, our objective at VM Foundation is really to build on mutuality and to create the opportunities for our team and team members and our members, and really to contribute positively to the communities in which they live and in which they actually work. So the foundation is really dedicated to purposeful and meaningful work, um, all of which is um, geared towards improvement, for, uh, improvement of life for Jamaicans, um, both locally and in the diaspora and the wider community. So if you take our vision, which really looks at positively transforming the lives of Jamaicans globally, it kind of goes really seamlessly into the overall mission and fits nicely because our mission really states that we are committed to empowering individuals within our communities locally and in the diaspora with the programs and activities delivered through a dedicated team of volunteers and partners focused on improving quality of life. So that mission statement is a really huge, it's mouthful. I think the poignant words in there are communities. We're really looking at working with our communities wherever they are. And we wanna do that through the various programs, activities, projects, whilst working with our team of volunteers and partners. I think when you work with a foundation, a team of volunteers are very, very integral part of the work that you do. And I think our overall, um, as our tagline say, we really want to focus on improving the quality of life. Um, in terms of our core values, uh, they, they number five, there are a few there. Let me try and recall them for you um, and to kind of just say succinctly what each one is looking at. So we have excellence, which really looks at, you know, looking at the best, the best of our business and technology and the, the partnerships between public and private approaches all to serve the, for the benefit of Jamaicans. We have service, which is another core value, which really looks at developing a network of individuals, members, team members, all who are really trying to advance welfare and to serve members in our community. The other core value is collaboration. So we're looking at 
I would say what I would probably term best in class individuals and organizations really looking at leveraging resources, how we can partner and influence and tackle issues that actually affect Jamaicans. Empowerment, we kind of breathe, sleep, eat this one. We really are um, big on empowerment and we really want to try to treat each beneficiary of the foundation as, as equal and worthy of assistance. You know, we want to ensure that um, we provide the opportunities for personal and organizational growth. And lastly, accountability is the, the last core value that we have out of our five. And, you know, I think this is key and key for the work of any foundation. We want to try to ensure that we're committed to generating efficiencies. And um, whilst doing so, we kind of maximize the... Um, well-being of Jamaicans with every single dollar that we spend. So we've been very careful about our spend and being accountable for that. So when you talk about exactly what it is and our objectives, if you look at our tagline, which um, speaks to improving the quality of life, for any economy to thrive, all Jamaicans really should have a good quality of life. And we really believe this. And our areas of focus, which I'm sure we'll get into, into more detail later on, is, is, is trying to support each of, each of these objectives. And what we find is that they are in line with sustainable development goals, United Nations 17 sustainable development goals, and even Jamaica's vision for 2030. If you look back at um, the SDGs for, out of the United Nations, the first one really looks at ending poverty in all its forms. And the third one looks at ensuring healthy lives. And this is what we at VM Foundation is about. You know, um, we are all about good health and well-being. And if we look at even um, the national goals out of Vision 2030, we are aligned right there because number one speaks about, you know, Jamaicans being empowered to achieve their fullest potential. So we really feel that we have a uh, uh, a set of vision, mission, and core values that are definitely aligned with our objectives. Right. So now that you have explained what your objectives, mission, and core values are, is the VM Foundation meeting the requirements and fulfilling these mandates? Uh, yes. You know, I would want to say we definitely are. The the, the if we look back, though, we are a very young foundation. So we were conceptualized, I want to say, in 2017 and really established in 2018. That takes us to 2022, Kisha, what we're looking at, four years. So we're a right. very young foundation. You know, we're still growing and uh, we're evolving and we're developing and we're watching the surroundings. We've, we've been in a pandemic for the last two years. And of course, that magic word that everybody talks about, we have to pivot. So we as a foundation are certainly looking at that, um, but we're young. Um, however, we are part of a group that is over 143 years and has been positively impacting um, what I would term the social fabric of Jamaica and assisting ordinary Jamaicans. So in terms of meeting our requirements, fulfilling those mandates, I would want to say, yes, we are doing that. Albeit that we are a young foundation, it doesn't stop us from actually having a great impact. And certainly if you look at our work in 2021, we had several, several hundreds and thousands of direct beneficiaries from the various programs that we did. And I'm sure we can go into more details about that, but really looking at you know, ensuring that we impact the lives of many persons. So yes, I would say we are actually meeting those requirements. Well, based on the core areas of focus and 
the different ways in which the VM Foundation is impacting Jamaicans, uh, we want to look at the development of the core values and the core areas that you mentioned and mm -hmm. how these core areas have impacted Jamaicans in a meaningful way. And you mm -hmm. just mentioned that hundreds of thousands of people have benefited indirectly mm -hmm. and directly. Mm -hmm. So tell us some more and you mm -hmm. know, give us a brief summary of each area of focus. Okay, so um, I alluded to that earlier that we do have some core areas of focus, um, three primarily, and we want to think that we have actually put all our work and effort in these main areas. There are some periphery areas, but our core areas really look at um, these three areas that I'll go into. So if I explain them as, as such, leadership and nation building is one of our main areas. And what we try to do in that area, as you know, um, Keisha, we are all about nation building. We're all about leadership. We understand the roles that leaders play in building a nation. It kind of makes sense. And so we have twinned those two to look at that core area where we're looking at really focusing on changing mindsets. Um, what we do, we were committed to national leadership initiatives. We try to promote and foster community development, individual leadership development. So our leadership and nation building is really one of those areas that looks on changing mindsets because we understand how important it is. As a, as a young nation, Jamaica is what, 60 this year? We're still a very young nation and we're still building leaders and them wants to play its part in doing that. Um, our second area of focus is youth empowerment. We believe the youth are the future. It sounds like a cliche, but it really, really is so. And we are committed to doing that. And really where we're taking that is looking at developing the youth so that they can be empowered. We can't really empower somebody, but we can put things in place for them to be empowered and to become empowered. So whereas we, with leadership and nation building under the youth empowerment focus, we focus on youth leadership and development, both at the community level and the in-school setting. So we have a number of programs and projects that really look at developing our youth. So if we look at our social enterprise projects, even our scholarship project, and uh, um, that really looks at helping those students along so that they really can be provided with opportunities that will actually lead them to be empowered, to be able to make those, what I would call, um, strident moves <laughs> towards a very successful life. So we do concentrate on the youth as well. And lastly, our third area of focus is health and family life. We believe that even in doing all of what we do in terms of leadership development and youth empowerment, it needs to be surrounded, embraced by health, good health and good family life. Um, it makes sense when you put all of it together that Certainly, if we focus on parenting and well-being, we can develop the youth of the future who can become good leaders in our society and good human beings for this society as well. So we believe in focusing on parenting, um, promoting healthy lifestyles, um, assisting where we can with the access to healthcare. One of our projects where we work out in the Spanish town area with the St. Jacob Health Center, this is one of the areas that we focus on and we twin that with not just looking at promoting the healthy lifestyle, but really how we can help and improve the parents who are actually served in that clinic. So those are actually our three focus areas 
that um, contribute to the work that we actually do. You just mentioned your work with the St. Diego Health Center yes. as one of the projects on the health and family life. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us some more about some of the projects you've done on the leadership and nation building and mm -hmm. youth empowerment. Right, so on the leadership and nation building, um, we had as our flagship, <coughs> the BM Group as its flagship has had the National Leadership Prayer Breakfast, which I know Keisha, you're, you're aware of. And what the BM Foundation does is it, it actually supports the project that comes out of that National Leadership and Prayer Breakfast. And this year, um, or certainly in 2020, 2021, but certainly coming out of the leadership prayer breakfast, we actually supported um, a boys' home. So we had, uh, um, you know, contributions provided to that boys' home to assist in the work that they do. Um, we also have under youth empowerment, we have our scholarships program, we have our social enterprise program as well. Uh, we also have our Ignite program, which is a program that really looks at, um, you know, youth empowerment. It actually combines with leadership too. So we actually have an overlap where that particular program is concerned. And as I was mentioning, under the health and family life, we have adopted the San Diego Health Center. Proud to say that BM Foundation was one of the first corporations that actually were um, part of the adopt a clinic program. And we are happy to say that in this year, we actually renewed our relationship and we committed 4.5 million to the St. Diego Health Center to really focus more on parenting, looking at the maternity section of the St. Diego Health Center and really seeing how we can help those parents to, um, towards more of financial well-being and also promoting healthy lifestyles. So lots of exciting stuff we have in that particular era, um, for certainly for 2022. Okay, so with the number of projects that you undertake, uh, how are they reviewed? And what are some of the general criteria for eligibility? Okay, so um, as you can imagine, we, we do have a number of projects that are under our purview and um, what I what I would the way I would answer this is to say really we really look at these projects um, within the context of our areas of focus which I just mentioned Keisha so we look at them in context of leadership youth empowerment health and family lifestyle and it's probably easier for me to say when you ask what's the general criteria um, I could tell you what we don't support so we don't support political initiatives. We don't support um, individuals for personal reasons or even medical reasons. Uh, we don't look at, as a foundation, the purchase of land or buildings. So we won't help you to do that. And um, maybe as a last example, the list is, is, is long, but not exhaustive. Um, we don't support endowment funds or say anything in relation to debt reduction. So we look at our projects and we review them in the context of our areas of focus and really looking at how they align with our areas of focus um, in determining how we go about supporting them. Okay, so now that you've established what you don't do, <laughs> the projects that you do engage in, how do persons get approved of right. funding and how and do you have funding approval limits for these projects? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, good follow-up question, Keisha. So yes. So we are guided by, um, as as any good organization would have, we have some govern a governance framework. 
So we, we are really guided by those guidelines. Again, looking on the areas of focus, um, there are no set approval limits. Let me, let me kind of say that out. We really don't have set approval limits. What um, we look at, it's, it's based really on the value of the funding um, being requested there. Um, and approval will actually be granted at various levels. So it could be granted at my level as the chief executive officer for the foundation. It could be granted at the project committee, which is a subcommittee of my main board. And of course, depending on the level and the, 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 the value of the funding. So we would actually take it um, to the board if it requires the board's approval for funding. So we don't have any set approval limits and we really do follow our governance framework to ensure that we are conforming to those guidelines. How does the foundation ensure accountability mm -hmm. on the part mm -hmm. of the recipients after they've received their funding? Right, right. So um, again, our robust governance structure kind of guides us. And what that tells us is that there's actually a procedure for submitting applications, as you would expect, the, the requisite, um, requisite um, forms, application forms, um, duly filled out and signed appropriately. So there's a procedure for that. Um, when we look at making payments, too, we would try to ensure that the payments are only made to legally registered entities. We do our background checks. We ensure that, again, it aligns with our areas of focus. And once that procedure goes through, um, if things are approved, you know, there will be an approval um, process as well. We would have ongoing monitoring, looking, having a site visit, ensuring that we have the requisite reports, that they're done monthly or quarterly, depending on the length of the project, depending on the complexity of the project as well, too. Because as you can imagine, it really depends on how complex some of these projects are. Some of them are small, and small is, of course, um, subjective. It, and some of them might well be big you know, large projects that we, we take on. And of course, what we do ask in terms of accountability, again, the recipient of any funding needs to really produce what we would term an end of project report. So that at least there is some um, uh, response to the work that's being done. We have a check and to ensure that it kind of falls in line. And of course, with the ongoing monitoring, this would actually obtain as well. So we ensure that we have these, um, processes and procedures as outlined by our governance structure. All right, so basically everything has to follow policy, yes, process, and of course, practice in terms of execution of these projects. All right, uh, Ms. Charles, we are going to take a break now to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. John John, 
Manoya in there. Mwa no when lights are come back. I know Pinky this time. Akisha. Keisha. Just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Welcome back to Impact in Jamaica. We are speaking with Ms. Samantha Charles. She is the Chief Executive Officer at the VM Foundation. Ms. Charles, thank you for staying with us. You're welcome, Keisha. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Ms. Charles, how inspiring is your partnership with the students, the families, the teachers, all of these projects that you undertake? What is the feedback like? I believe that the feedback has been exceptional. Um, you know, when you're in this work, Keisha, you really live and breathe and work for your stakeholders and really providing good service, good work, good collaboration is all part of the work of working with the foundation. So when you receive the feedback, um, you know certainly that you've done a really good job in particular if it's coming from the young ones that you try to impact their lives. So if I start with one of the programs that we do, the Child Resiliency Program, which is administered through the Violence Prevention Alliance, an absolutely wonderful program because it's a very holistic program looking at academics, sports, nutrition. It even includes the families or certainly the parents of the students, those young boys coming out of Boys Town. Um, the, the response there has been amazing. We, we get an evaluation each year as to the improvement on that particular program. And of course, we support it and we, we are required, we require of them to provide us with this report. And when you read through this report and see the statistics of the improvement of the young boys, how they feel less, um, they feel less of wanting to create violence in schools or with their peers. They feel happy coming to the, the center at the end of a day. They are improving in their homework. They're improving with their schoolwork. We know that um, we have been doing a good job when we are supporting a program like this. And since I've been with the foundation, the report here has only been showing good percentages and improvements with the lives of these young boys. And as I said, this is really, Keisha, you know, what we're about. We want to improve quality of life. When we look at our scholarship programs last year in 2021, we had 52 scholarship recipients. Now, in the scheme of things, that's a, that's a pretty big number. And why that's a pretty big number is because I want to say, I want to go out on a limb here to say that we're probably the only foundation that has twinned mentoring and mentorship with those 52 scholarship recipients. So we were not only giving financial awards we twinned it with mentoring and the response from that has been amazing the young students have been saying you know um they've been happy to be partnered um we certainly look forward to even greater results it's just started and we really we we actually even involve our team members so even from a point of view of um the partnership and the work that we do even with our team members 
who support the work of the foundation are seeing that this is a good thing. And where it is in terms of our students, when we when we provide them with their laptops and their tablets and the little ones come in and say, oh, you know, I didn't expect this. Um, this is such a wonderful thing and they are appreciative. We are really inspired every day. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're really very inspired, you know, so. I think that we're doing a pretty good job where that's concerned. And in our social enterprise, if I might add, you know, the social enterprise in secondary schools, Victoria Mutual Foundation has taken that project on wholly and that impacts students and teachers. And certainly when we had our recent teacher training, the feedback was that they were very excited to have this particular program resume. Um, they think it's beneficial for the students because, as you know, Keisha, social enterprise is about that entrepreneurship, um, but really giving back to the community. It's about looking at those community projects. So it's, it's really empowering the students to give back to their communities, to do well for their communities, to take a serious role in their communities. And that can only inure to the benefits of the students. So this kind of partnership we're very happy with and we believe and we continue to be inspired by the work that we actually do and the feedback that we get from our various stakeholders. Our final question though, how do you feel or how does the foundation feel about being recognized for your efforts to the community? Um, gosh, you know, um, this is such very important and I want to add necessary work. Um, you cannot give enough. There will be no timeline to giving. Giving does not have an end date. And so our work is very, very important. We believe in it. We are truly honored, in fact, to be contributing to the work of transformation in the lives of Jamaicans. And I think it's very important, you know, for us to know that um, VM is known out there for an organization that really, really, really cares. It's a Macon owned and operated organization. And when we say care, we're really looking at caring about the quality of life of all Jamaicans, locally or in the diaspora, and really looking at how we can give back to the community. Um, and as I kind of alluded to, you know, it's a very humbling experience, um, Keisha. We, we are humbled, we are pleased to be recognized for our efforts to positively transform the lives of Jamaicans globally, you know. We actually feel that having a good heart is really only part of it. Um, the other part is really ensuring that our programs are inclusive and that they have lasting impact to help our communities to grow, um, help our communities to evolve, and help the persons in our communities to really become empowered. And I think most importantly, to be inspired to actualize their dreams. Mr. Manta Charles, thank you so much for giving us this information about the VM Foundation. And we wish you all the best as you continue to impact the lives of Jamaicans. Thank you so much for joining us today on Impacting Jamaica. Thank you so much, Keisha. It was my pleasure to be here today. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.